Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices Podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, Founding Managing Director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices Podcast. Today's guest host is Jay Manuel. Jay Manuel is a full-time music producer, content creator, and actor. He has worked with companies such as Coca-Cola and Snapchat, and his beats have been used by thousands of recording artists worldwide. Jay offers beats for sale, custom beats for artists and companies, content creation for social media campaigns, and much more. When it comes to working with his clients, Jay is very hands-on, and his hands-on approach sets him apart from others in the field. Jay's joy comes from seeing others succeed and being part of their journey. Hello, everyone. My name is Jay, and I am today's guest host for the Able Voices podcast, and I have a very special guest. His name is Tyler. He's also known as 902 Beats. And this guy right here, he's incredible. He's making beats. He's sound designing. He's doing mix and mastering. However, he can speak more for himself. And I'd really love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit to us, Tyler, and let people know who you are. Thank you, Jay. Thanks everyone for having me. My name is Tyler Roy. I was born with dystonia. Not sure how, but it, you know, it just happened. Um, unofficially diagnosed with, with um, officially diagnosed, but my brain scan shows, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, I just, you know, during, during my life, I was really, really infatuated with music. Like, it made me feel, it made me feel like you know, I could do anything, and I started it when I played a uh, rock band and Guitar Hero, and I got my first iPad, and I was making uh, Skrillex and, uh, you know, uh, Daft Punk and Owning Guys, I'm making, like, deep, like, it was this app where you can, like, um, have, like, different chops, and you can sequence it and stuff, pre-made chops, and you can... Well, I didn't know back then, you know, I was trying to do this now, but, you know, during the, well, before the pandemic started, I was on PlayStation, you know, I was on YouTube, and I was just looking at FL tutorials just randomly. This happened one day, I fell in love with FL, like, the GUI, like, I was really big into technology, because I I took accounting, and it mining sorted accounting software. It was so it was so like in depth, and I love music, so I just but I didn't know nothing. I didn't know I didn't know, you know I didn't know what the key was. I didn't know what VPN was. I knew for like Zuma, because my mom does Zuma and stuff, so I kind of know that sort of stuff. But I didn't know like rhythm or or anything, so I had to start from the ground up for real. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And I mean, just, you know, I also use FL Studio as well. So it's always good to hear from a fellow FL Studio uh, <laughs> yeah. lover like myself. And I want to get into, though, 
what has your experience been just living with a disability and also, you know, as a producer with a disability? That stuff, I watched you on that, I watched you on that, um, on that podcast that you did with them two guys. You were were there. And I heard you talk about how people don't take you as seriously sometimes as, you know, that that you're like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, for me, I just tweeted out that I was in a wheelchair like a couple weeks ago, you know. And and then, you know, before I was, I wasn't ashamed by it, but I just, Thought, you know, I let my beat speak for itself, whatever, whatever. Right. And then when they get on call at me, they kind of, not only them, I mean, like the rappers and, and the music producers, it was like, like the perception changed to me based on how I look and how I, you know, move around and stuff. Like, the, you know, and, but living here in my small town of like 3,000 people, it was really, really good growing up. I, you know, I got in fist, I got in fights. You know, I, you know, I got, I got girls slapping me. I, you know, the whole nine. So it was like, you know, I was just like they treat me as one else, and that's where I come in and be like, I'm not used to all this, like not attention, but like I'm not used to all this trolling, and you know. Because there are trolls out there and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, 98% is positive but that, that 2% is, is something. My, my, me and my manager, we, we talked about this before I made this move to be more public about my disability. Because before I was just like a, a logo, you know? But yeah. Ever since I started doing that, it was like I say, like 98%. With good feedback, but the other two percent, I'm still, I'm not still trying to deal with it because that was a few weeks ago. But like, hard for me to come over myself, and I and I thank you for for giving me that strength to do that because without you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here for you. Like in this capacity. Well, I'm really glad that you know, you're coming to a place where you can be more open. And I'm glad that I was able to have a part in that. And it's definitely true. Like, in my experience, as I mentioned, there there are other trolls and that 2% uh, can definitely affect you, you know, in your experience. But I'm just glad to see you being more open. I was super excited to see someone else that was living, you know, with a disability that was a producer because we don't really get to see that in our community, you know? So I'm just really grateful that you're opening up with that and talking about it. So I know for you earlier, you mentioned that you don't really have any like formal education in regards to music production. However, how did tutorials play a part into what you know now about FL Studio and what you've learned as far as making beats? That's 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 what it came down to, right? Watching the tutorials, like I went, I went to a what you call YouTube uh, college, where like that's that I'm still in there, like I'm still like dedicated, like every day watching, you know, people with like a hundred subscribers, fitness subscribers. That's the people I watch. Like I watch like the people that. Get the real, real sauce, like yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean, like, yeah, like 
like, I'm at, I'm at 90 subscribers right now, so when I get that 100, hopefully it will um, bust, through, bust, bust through, but I'm, I'm just DM people now and be like, bro, I've been doing this for, you know, I got my computer and I would really like to say this because people don't take it seriously, but I started really in like July of 2020. That's awesome. Like that very, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of exaggerate that a little bit when I'm talking to rappers because it's like, bro, you know, we do this for three years. What makes you think? So that comes with that. But I'm just saying, being labeled as a, what do you call it? The pandemic producer? Like pandemic? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of has a glass ceiling on it for real until you get to like that five, six, seven year process. But I forget the original question. But, no, uh, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, what was he talking about? Uh, we were just talking about your tutorials, like how yeah. how, how tutorials yeah. have helped you um, since you didn't have any like formal education as far as like schooling. However, yeah. you were in school at YouTube, college, uh, YouTube University. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I started, you know, when he watching, you know, this work speaks, you know what I mean? Right. Started watching him, you know, because he's the FL. And then I started watching, you know, other people that would get into the eight bar loop that I was stuck in. So it's like the eight, that, that eight bar loop was like two years of it. Like I, I didn't make a beat. Like I had FL and I didn't make, I didn't make like, I made demos and stuff like, like, Eight bars, but like or sixteen bars, where I made, but like them tutorials, like arrangement tutorials, was like the biggest sauce. Yeah, but like learning the software and stuff, like I had to do that kind of on my own for real because yeah, um, you know, this because I can't drag very the MIDI notes out, mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me to make melodies and stuff. But that command, that control L or that command L, that saved my life. I didn't know about that until like, like last year. Like, oh, you can connect. The, so I can put a note at four or five, put note at one, and it's like a, a four bar chord. Like, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to start doing tutorials. Well, not really, but I want someone to start doing tutorials that actually show if you can't do something, there's multiple ways. To do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was only learning like the, the one way, but I really had to sit down and be like, no, there's another way that you can do this, you know? So it's like, for me, like, like automation was a big thing that I could never do because I couldn't hit on the little points, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I didn't know you can, you can record automation. I did not know that, like, before, like, that I could do it the way I could do it now. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's incredible how you've adapted, and I want to speak on that because our audience is not going to be able to see this podcast since it's just an audio. However, I want to talk about how have you adapted using FL Studio because you have a unique controller that it looks like you've adapted to work with FL Studio, which I think is the coolest thing. I saw the picture, you know, on your Twitter, and I was like, this is awesome. So can you talk to us more about how you've been able to adapt FL Studio for your specific needs? 
I mean, like, that's cool, like, that you, that you appreciate that stuff, because, like, um, you know, I just do it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, so it's like, my PlayStation controller is what I use right now, and I got um, an app called Joystick Mapper, you know, and map those, you know, left click, right click, space, command, up down, left right, and then command, or, or enter. I used to have one that would button tap top so I could kind of like, you know, record, play, stop, you know, like, like NPC, but I kind of just back note with, you know, right click, left click. I can control, I can command or control, you know, zero, zoom in. It's very, very basic setup, but it works. Like, I can't really, what I do to record stuff is I go to the, sampler and I go to that little keyboard at the bottom and I play on that like if I'm doing a snare I put it on middle C or whatever I'm doing and, and click it like let click and it would go but you know I'm not very good like that but sometimes I want to have that human feel to it so I started playing video games in grade five with my tongue and I became really really good at it like I was online, I was like playing Tekken over overseas, but online sort of in tournaments. I was playing uh, 2K. I was playing Call of Duty back in the day. I was playing uh, Tony Hawk. So all that stuff led me to be able to use my computer with my, you know, do emails and work for the government and stuff like that on my computer. But really, I'm I'm mapping them so I can use FL for real. Wow. I mean, this is awesome, and it's it's funny all the video games you mentioned too because I I love all those video games. I used to play, uh, you know, Call of Duty, Tony Hawk, Tekken, like all of those bring back memories. So it's really cool just to hear the similarities that we also have. And you know, I want to get into you have some work that you're gonna show us. Can you talk to us about what you're gonna play for us? Uh yeah, I can. My homie, um, his his name is um, Beatlock, and he's from Germany, and he's a dope, dope, dope um producer and a loop maker, and he sent me over the sample. I uh, he don't he don't really have to because he's like that, but he sent me like his own like personal samples that he don't send out to, and uh, made a crazy beat drums and stuff and it's really uh it's a really really powerful piece of music Thank you so much for sharing this with us. 
You're doing amazing work. And I want to get into this next question. So I found you on Twitter, and obviously you're very active as a producer. And I want to hear about what is your current work that you're doing. So are you doing stuff on a website, your beats? Like, tell me something about that. Yeah, I just started posting beats on the web. And you know, I, did, I started posting my beats like, consistently like a few months ago. So that's at nonintrobeats.ca. I got a pro page and I'm working on an actual website website to like funnels and stuff. But yeah, I work with a lot of dope, dope MCs from Nova Scotia. Work with people from Chicago, um, Atlanta, of course. You know, I work with, uh, you know, all these dope, uh, very, very dope uh, engineers, producers from around the world that found me. I didn't really find them for real. They found me, and it was like, it was like we just mesh. We just, you know how it is, right? So it's like, it's really, it's really, uh, it's a really good feeling to uh, to know that I got a lot of people that send me stuff and that is uh, doing their, their own thing on their own, you know, because it's like we're building um, our uh, catalog together, but we're really building it with other people too. So it's, um, it's I love collaborating with people. Anyone that wants to collab with me, my email, uh, you know, I'm putting it somewhere maybe, something. Uh, but, but I, yeah, I just I just love collabing. Like basically, it would be amazing. Basically, a collab. Yeah, I know, and you know, I love that you talked about collaborating because collaborating is super essential for me too. Like, I I enjoy collaborating with other producers and you know artists, of course. So we'll definitely have to collaborate uh, as well. Definitely. So my next thing is is the fact that. There isn't a lot of representation, right? And or in our space, the producer space. How important do you feel it is for people like us to put ourselves out there for others to see? Do you think that this is something that needs to happen more of? Like so we're showing that representation in the producer space? Yeah. Yeah, I really I really think that it's hard for people like us to do that. Yeah. It's really hard for to be on that forefront of yeah. everyone's feed and stuff, just being where we are. Yeah. And for me, like, I'm still struggling from time to time. But hopefully one day it, it might get to the point where it doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me now. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm still really new to this. So, yeah. like, put myself in there. But, yeah, I think it's very, very important to get back to the original question. I think it's very important for people like us to this show because it kind of is that unicorn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really like that, oh my God, he's actually dope and he's doing this. Yeah. But he's like that. But he's, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like people, people, like that's why I like to show the music first, right? Because, yeah. but sometimes I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I think I'm going to show me and I'm going to show the music. I think that's better, but um, before I had like a whole different 
mindset. I was like, no, I'm not. I've said it. I've said it already. But I was like, you know, I'm not ready for it, really. But I just had to get to the point where I was confident in my beats. That's what it really is. It's confident in your work and what you what you represent as a brand is very very important. I know a lot of people that don't got disabilities don't wear a shirt or face. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like. I get that. I get that. But we, but we, but we get it a different way too. Like we see it on that side, but we also see it on our side, and it's very hard to do it both ways. I'm gonna put myself out there as a producer and a disabled person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a double whammy. Yeah. Right. But it's good though because um, if people receive it well, which we can't, we can't, we can't. Um, put our finger on it. We can't control how people receive it, but but it's the only way that we can see if if our stats go and people receive it. Like I don't know, but I think it's very very important, and it's the most important actually. It's the most important aspect of the brand. I feel like. No, and you know, I love I love that you said that because, you know, we are putting ourselves in the forefront for people to kind of, you know, either say what, yeah, say whatever they want to. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like shoot me, right? It's like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, here I am. Here yeah, I am. So we're definitely taking some backlash, you know, potentially. However, the impact that we can have that's positive is really a great thing. It's over that, right? It's like exactly. Hasn't shown us over over the, the negative. Exactly, yeah. and that leads me into my last question for you, uh, because mm-hmm. you you spoke a, a little bit on it just with this previous question. But what advice would you give to, you know, a young producer or a young artist that is that has a disability? I say, you know, they're gonna say, well, it's easy for you to say, but I would say, you know what? Look at yourself. This is what I had to do. I had to look at myself in the mirror or on the camera and be like, I'm great. And you have to believe it. It's like the whole wrestling thing. I don't know if you like wrestling, but I love wrestling. And it's almost like turning yourself up to 11. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, you have to go, like you, right? You're an actor, right? Yeah. So it's like you have to. Basically, act, but you have to basically be that too. You have to to pretend that you're acting, but really just do it. You know what I mean? Like pretend that you know it's it's everything. Well, don't pretend like you have to believe. You have to, and I can't tell you how to do it. I just tell you what I had to do a couple weeks ago. That's really fresh. Before that, I was just on Instagram, like with my homies. You know what I mean? But put myself on Twitter. A big massive platform like Twitter. I know Instagram is Instagram, but Twitter's a whole different, a whole different piece. Yeah, it is. So, Facebook and Instagram and, and not really TikTok so much, but I'm on TikTok too a lot more now. But Twitter is the place where it can make or break you for real. Yeah. So it's like just take that leap. Make sure, make sure that you're that you're the best at it that you 
to me at this point more tolerant like your production, your engineering, your your whatever you're doing, make sure it's it's at the point where you want to show people when you not show yourself, but show yourself too at the same time. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. No, that's really wonderful advice and you know, everything that we spoke about today just even gave me a fresh perspective, you know, even as a disabled person. So I'm, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. And I want to end this off with where can people keep up with you at, like social media? Uh, you can say your you know, website again. Just let people know where they can find you. Um, my, my Twitter is at Tomeroy97. But anywhere else, you can find me at 902 Beats. Awesome. Awesome. And could you spell your Twitter handle just to make sure that someone would be able to look it up? I'm going to say, okay. T-Y-L-E-R-R-O-Y-97. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I truly appreciate you doing this with me today, and I look forward to us being able to collaborate together. Able Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the founding managing director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, find us online at berkeley.edu BIAAE, or email us at BIAAE at berkeley, that's L-E-E, dot edu.